Welcome to Acona Beyond the Articles, the podcast of Acona Online, the student-run newspaper for the Academy of the Holy Names in Tampa, Florida. Each episode is hosted by our staff members in which they give their opinions on a variety of current topics. We publish one episode per week, and you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, let's start the episode. Hello, my name is Gigi Alfonso, and I'm a sophomore staff writer for Acona. My name is Winston Storm, and I am also a sophomore staff writer for Acona. In this podcast episode of Acona Beyond the Articles, we will be discussing Peru's current political problems and giving an overview on the background of the situation and the main players. A few weeks ago, Peru has sworn in their third president in the course of a single week, starting on the week of November the 9th. Prior to Martin Vizcarra's presidency in 2018, Pedro Pablo Kaczynski was the president of Peru. Not unlike his successors, Kuczynski, commonly known as PPK to the people, resigned his position in March of 2018. The reason for his abrupt resignation was corruption and money laundering, again, similarly to the subsequent two presidents. The first of these three presidents we'll be discussing more in depth was Martin Vizcarra. He had previously served as governor of the Moquega region, minister of transport and communications of Peru, and ambassador of Peru to Canada. During Vizcarra's two short years in the presidential office, he made a number of political enemies due to his efforts to combat any corruption in the country's lawmaking body. About half of the lawmakers in Congress are under indictment or investigation on the alleged charges of money laundering and homicide. The prosecution argued that lawmakers were using Congress to enrich themselves by pressing for the government budget to include personal projects. They also claim that politicians saw Congress as a shield from investigation, as being in the legislature does not mean that they can be put on trial. The decision to remove Vizcarra as president has been viewed as an unfair and corrupt power power grab by the legislature, fueled by the investigations going on under Vizcarra's government. Ultimately, on November 10th, the Peruvian Congress voted to impeach him on the premise of permanent moral incapacity and alleged cases of corruption by accepting more than $630,000 in bribes during his term as governor of the Moquega region. The end of Vizcarra's presidency marked the beginning of massive protests and demonstrations as a result of the appointment of Manuel Merino, the subsequent interim president. Protesters filled the streets, calling the switch a parliamentary coup. Young people at these protests, arguing that the removal of Vizcarra was for the personal benefit of Congress and not for the good of the country as a whole. I think that Vizcarra's presidency was one of the better ones, and people were generally happy with how he did. And we do see this corruption of government, but not necessarily of the president a lot in history and in other countries, and that does change how people view the country as a whole. I think internal problems are also more difficult to solve with outside help, so I think that's part of the reason why the U.S. can't really do much to help Peru, as unfortunate as it is. I think that while Vizcarra was a good president and his goals were to end corruption, that meant there was some real corruption in the government already. The legislature performed a coup d'etat and impeached Vizcarra, which made the people very unhappy. So I definitely think there was something going on inside. Why else would the people be so upset about being impeached if they didn't have good motives? However, I have I've never actually lived or visited Peru, so I don't know much about its history and past leaders. My opinion should be taken with a grain of salt, but I do really think there must have been something inside the government causing the problem that led to this car being impeached and replaced with Moreno, and the people were very unhappy with.
Moving on, we will now talk about the president who took over after his car. The next president, Manuel Moreno, was in office for only five days, not the record of a 45-minute term, but much shorter than the term of any U.S. president. He previously served as a member of Congress from 2001 to 2006 and from 2011 to 2016. For over 24 hours, Peru had no designated president after the resignation of Manuel Moreno. Merino, during the course of his five-day presidency, tried to institute a far-right government, sparking more protests and anger among the citizens. Protesters in Peru carried banners which compared Manuel Merino to the coronavirus pandemic. Merino believed that the protests were because of unemployment and failing GDP due to the pandemic, but it was actually because of the coup d'etat and him being inducted as president of Peru. Protesters agreed that he did not represent the ideals and values of the people well. The police used tear gas and rubber bullets when protests got out of hand, which led to 16 civilians and 11 police officers being injured. The National Association of Journalism has estimated that among 35 attacks against members of the media, almost all were by members of the police force. Human rights groups have also taken note of excessive force being used against protesters and the, employment, the deployment of tear gas being near homes, hospitals, and demonstrations. The protests have been described as the largest demonstrations in Peru in the last two decades and have been organized by young people utilizing social media. The protests have been condemned by various authorities and reports of protesters being killed led to a number of resignations in Moreno's regime and ultimately contributed to his own resignation. I think Menino's far-right government bears similarities to our own time under President Donald Trump, but the difference is that Trump has been trying to institute such a regime throughout his four-year term, but Merino quit early, which is a testament to how difficult being the president is. So for kids like me, dreaming of politicians, this is a bit of a disappointment. I agree and feel that Marino being far-right-leaning is similar to the U.S.'s current administration as well. Though Trump has been in office four years and would never think about resigning from this position, while Marino did it after severe pressure from the people five days into the presidency. Continuing, we'll be bringing more light onto thoughts on the protests. While Marino did promise to unite the country, he did face immense backlash from other people, including citizens and other politicians, as many thought the legislative branch was staging a coup d'etat to remove Viscara. Along with the two protesters who were killed, more than 100 people were reported to be injured and dozens went missing. Peru's National Police Force has been directed to locate and identify more than 40 people who have gone missing due to these protests. The main thing for Peru is to regain stability and police nightmare to end. Legislature Alberto de Boland from Sagasti's Morado party told Reuters before the Monday vote. In a video address from the ex-president Moreno, he said, Nothing justifies that a legitimate protest should trigger the death of Peruvians. He continued by calling for the peace and unity of all Peruvians. The former president Vizcarra said in a tweet on a Sunday morning that, I deeply regret the deaths that have occurred as a result of the repression of this illegal and illegitimate government. My condolences to the relatives of these civil heroes who, exercising their right, came out in defense of democracy and in search of a better country. I feel like these protests are definitely justifiable. I really love how involved Gen Z and the millennials are in these protests, and I think that our generation is doing a great job of getting involved in politics and taking a stand on our own social justice issues. I'd especially like to mention Senior Amelia Cuddle and our own social justice club. I think we, like many of our peers, want to make an impact in the world.
I agree. I think that Gen Z and the millennials using their voices and social media to show our beliefs and what we stand for shows that in the future we will make a difference. We're more aware of social justice, climate, and human rights issues. And while there are some faults of Gen Z, we will get things done. The protests are definitely a premonition of the future we will create and the work we will do to change our world for the better. Finally, Peru's current president is Francisco Sagasti. Sagasti, while being 76 years old, is actually a newcomer to politics. He entered politics in 2016 as a member of Peru's Purple Party. Despite being a newcomer, he worked as an advisor to economic development at numerous worldwide organizations and holds a doctorate from the University of Pennsylvania. He formed the middle-of-the-road Purple Party with Julio Guzman, attempting to bring political stability and centrist political views to, to Peru. Sagasti spent decades working with government institutions, holding an occupation at the World Bank and the United Nations. After the votes were counted, he took an oath to become Congress's president as well. In a statement, Sagasti said, we can't bring them back to life, but we can stop this from happening again. Victor Mezzarina, a money changer, said that in my 63 years, I've never seen a good president. I hope this one is different. Unfortunately, young Peruvians are still angry at the government, seeing Vizcarra's impeachment as a self-interested and corrupt action, and they marched right into the capital after Sagasti's induction ceremony to protest. Many of the courageous Peruvians who took to the protests are demanding that those responsible for Reno's presidential induction and the brutality against peaceful protesters are punished for their actions. Conversely, many in the Latin American community are hopeful that Sebastián's appointment will mark the end of political instability in Peru. For one, I'm hoping that this is the last president Peru will induct for a while, unless they truly need Sebastián out of office. Hopefully, Sagasti, who is of a centrist party, will be okay to the Bolivian people, though I'm sure he wasn't their first choice. Vizcarra himself was a centrist, right-leaning politician, and with someone of more similar views and political alignment being chosen, will bring some peace of mind. The protests first happened because of Vizcarra being removed from office and Marino trying to institute a far-right government, so it seems like Sagasti's appointment will be more welcome than Marino's. Honestly, I really like the American revolutionary ideal of when something is wrong with the government, it's the duty of the people to fix it. So even if removing Sagasti is an unstable decision for the country, I think the lesser of two evils is to have instability over corrupt politicians. That is to say, I don't think I don't believe Sagasti's corrupt. So far, I think he's doing a good job, and I think a centrist president is just what the country needs to bring stability back. To elaborate on the situation that is going on in Peru, we can compare it to our own situation in the United States. The 2020 U.S. presidential election has caused a similar situation, involving protests, controversy, and a little bit of political instability, all in the midst of a challenging pandemic. While Peru is ousting and swearing in new presidents, Americans have used, recently utilized their right to vote for a new leader for the first time in four years. U.S. voters have elected the Democratic nominee, Joe Biden. The transition to a new presidential administration is already set in motion, and it bears similarities to how Peru is bringing in new presidents, naturally sparking protests among the citizens. New presidential administrations are stressful on anyone worried on about its impact on their lives, and with how hasty these transitions have been in Peru, people are bound to be angry and start to protest. The people who supported the incumbent Donald Trump are also quite angry in America. 
with election results for states being called and those who are looking for a change in administration are celebrating. In the months leading up to the U.S. election, there were many protests across the country. Many are criticizing the brutality of the police force on the protesters, such as tear gas and brute force to those peacefully protesting. Similar things have been happening in Peru, with the protesters being injured and two were even killed because of the protests getting out of hand. According to the U.S. Department of the State, the United States have diplomatic relations with Peru since 1827. Peru's government has worked tirelessly with the embassy in Lima to address the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic, and the United States has provided more than $75 million in foreign assistance funds to Peru in 2019. Although the United States and Peru have been helping each other for a while, the American government has not done anything significant to help those affected by the political switches in Peru. However, HelpPeru.org is committed to helping Peruvians get protective equipment to fight the virus, and you can donate online or send food or supplies to Peru directly. But Peru isn't the only Latin American country suffering under new regimes and sparking protests. In Chile, during a year of protests surrounding the creation of a new constitution, Chileans voted overwhelmingly in favor of having a constitutional convention draft a new charter to replace guiding principles imposed 40 years ago under a military dictatorship. We spoke to a freshman, Catherine Torres, who said that Peru has always been a country with people that like to take things into their own hands. If we see something that might harm our country, we have to fix it. The recent presidents were a threat to our country and government. We need someone who will make our country a communist country. Finally, the election and transition of presidents with both countries occurring sparked many similarities covered. With everything going on in the world, there is hope born from the thought of new leaders bringing in a change for the better. Thank you for listening to our segment on Peru's current political status and presidential debates, and we hope you enjoyed it.